0: Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the Content Collective podcast. I'm Lauren, I'm a stylist, wedding planner, and content creator, and I'm all about creating a life worth living. I'm a mummer of two that launched a wedding planning business and grew to success from making my brand visible to the right people online, becoming the number one UK wedding planner on YouTube. In this series, I will turn your passion to profit through teaching you how to style your brand visible. We will tackle everything from pivoting in your career and following your passion, how to show up when the odds feel stacked against you, how to nail that social media strategy and literally everything in between. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know I'm a big fan of positive quotes, high street fashion and talking straight. You can expect some frank discussions about business, marketing, mindset, plus some amazing guest speakers to share their knowledge and inspiring stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Content Collective podcast. This week is another guest episode and I am so excited to have this conversation and chat to this lovely lady. She's somebody that I've been following on Instagram for probably a couple of years now and I've been watching her progress and her growth on social media absolutely love her products. In fact, I have some myself. So without further ado, let me introduce Zoe of Pretty Post and The Gold Letter. Hi Zoe. Hiya. Thanks for being here today. you will say so welcome. So I guess the best place for us to start is for you to tell us a bit about you, what you do and just give us a sort of a bit of an overview as to your business or businesses. Well, there are more than one.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm I, unable to just do one thing at a time. It transpires. And I'm not sure I knew that about myself until recently, actually. Um, in essence, I am a stationary designer. Uh, and I'm also a small business mentor. And it all sort of falls into one. Um, I first set up my business, The Golden Letter, um, about, well, it says six years ago, actually, I discovered. Um, wow so I thought it was longer but that makes sense six years ago and I'm self-taught so I've never had any design training um I taught myself calligraphy when my son who's almost nine was a baby and the golden letter sort of started as a place for me to d- just share what I was making and um it sort of grew from nothing into something huge very quickly um and I think within three years I was working for myself um full-time That's amazing. and obviously then um uh, one thing led to another, <laughs> in a nutshell. And I set up Pretty Post, and Pretty Post is also a stationery business, but it's where I get to be more creative. So Pretty Post is very much about what I want to make and what I love, as opposed to obviously wedding stationery is much more about my couples and what they love. Um, and Pretty Post, I sell stationery for everyone, but mostly it has a organisational edge to it. So. Um, I sell boxes of cards which
0: is where it started I actually set up a kickstarter to start that Um, and in fact I think that's what I have in fact ah. it's on my on my shelf up the top here the black box with the the pick a mix or whatever it was like card set brilliant so I set
1: up a kickstarter and that was um just over two years ago which I funded in six days which was brilliant um so that set off pretty posts and it grew from there um and now obviously i sell all sorts of other things all designed by me that are i'm basically an organizational freak and i love stationery. It's a combination of those two mm-hmm. um and then i also run uh something called the stationary sessions which is for early stage or uh people who want to be stationary designers and it's a course in a community um the community aspect is actually probably almost more important than the course um on setting up your own small business and having that support network behind you to help you well mostly to bust imposter syndrome in the bum actually I think is what it's all about um yeah. but we have we we have um not weekly bi-weekly meetings like online where we just co-work and have a chat and mostly it's there to just I think at the end everyone always says I'm so glad we're all having the same problems or what we have the same pain points it's just really nice to hear people some who were in the same place as you some who have been doing it for years some who are not started yet or being like oh I feel this too and um that I set up um during lockdown obviously you know weddings weren't happening and it was something that I the golden letter actually as an in Instagram had much more become about me running a small business and it had wedding stationery almost mm-hmm. um I had grown a very big following and I would say that more than 50% of that was other people either wanting to be doing what they were doing or already doing it so it was a very natural progression for me. But that's actually the thing I'm proudest of, I think, in that it's such a amazing community. And I get to watch people start their businesses and then, like, kick butt. And there are some amazingly talented people in that course. Um, it's a really great place to be. So that is me in a nutshell. Sorry, paddled on there for ages.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. I'm so here for, like, what I call the multi-passionate entrepreneur because I, I'm one as well. You know, there is no know one thing to my business just like you And, and I think you know as creatives we we will flow a little bit and I
1: talk about that all the time exactly that being fluid flowing you know you have to sort of move with what is happening as opposed to just being like a big hard rock and saying staying firm and saying no I do this if that's not what you're doing it's okay to be fluid and move and I think that is probably why I've been successful in that I am very fluid I am happy to just move with what's happening I'm also incredibly impulsive so I had the idea for the stationary sessions and I think I set it up within two weeks and was like hi yeah we're going now
0: Um, (laughs) sound like my kind of
1: person <laughs> My like, but you just talked about this last week and I was like yeah but it's feeling really great about it so there it is I've done it um <laughs> that's amazing um yeah impulsivity is um I think got the negatives and it's positives but that definitely is a big part of what I do I think
0: definitely I think and I th- it's passion as well because like you kind of like feel that passion in your belly don't you and it makes exactly you know, just go, if going. there's
1: a fire there if the fire's there I have to go with the fire there's I can't ignore it it's like this is what I want to do right now and I very much believe in the universe and um, I'm not woo woo at all but you know the universe has shouted at me a lot in my past it's actually how I ended up setting up my first business and I really need to listen to my gut because I do think that my gut is telling me like what is right it's taken me a very long time to learn this yeah. um you know I'm 38 and it probably took me until I was I don't know, thirty-three, thirty-four, to understand that I have to listen to that gut feeling, and if that gut feeling is saying you have to do this right now, I have to do that, um, and it's it's not
0: it's not filled me yet. So I totally agree. In fact, I was literally having a conversation last night about the gut and how like we need to listen to it more. I mean, there's the whole gut brain axis anyway which is another level and so interesting but yeah. also like intuition we we do deep down know what we should be doing and we Absolutely. all ignore I want to it i wouldn't say there's women's intuition
1: that's everyone's intuition yeah women are slightly better at listening to it i think than men which is the whole women's intuition but we do know you know our gut is is rarely wrong and and in fact I you know I won't go too personal but in my life there have been cases where my gut has told me and you ignore it and you ignore it and you ignore it and it's always right you know always
0: always Always. it's
1: frustrating isn't it and you go back if only (laughs) if only I'd actually listened right but you absolutely can't you know you know like legal things or anything else you can't say it but my gut told me that was right yeah (laughs) You can put on paper and say, right, here is my fact. My gut told me.
0: <laughs> it's the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, you must be
0: right because my
1: gut told me it was right.
0: I love that. Um, going back to sort of like the impulsiveness and being passionate and sort of going and, and flowing a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I just think as well, like when you it, when you jump into something impulsively, it's kind of... Because you mentioned imposter syndrome. It's it's telling imposter syndrome to fuck off as well. And yeah, literally absolutely. just like... Because the only way to like tell that to bugger off is to take action and go. So I love the fact that you go, well, we're doing it. And here we yeah. are. You know, just just do it. Because you don't allow that to jump in. Absolutely. You don't like allow you. the
1: that, that voice to say, is that a good idea? There mm. hasn't been enough time yeah. to put on a bit of paper, leave it, look back at it and be like, oh, actually that's a terrible idea and there have been some other things I have eventually got around to but they've stayed on a to-do list for months and months and months because I write it down and think oh I'll do that and then that little voice goes mm, are you sure about that and because I'm too busy listening to the voice I haven't got around to it and uh, yeah. you're right being impulsive means there's no time for that stupid voice to take mm-hmm. hold and say no
0: that's going to be a terrible uh, failure so yeah Jump in, (laughs) do it, work out the shit on on the route. 100% that, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so back to your business. (laughs) I love that though. I feel like you're my kind of person. So what made you diversify from the golden letter and start Pretty Post? Like, was there a moment that made you think, I want to do this? Or was it what you kind of said about, just wanted to design things that I like, or was it the pandemic? Oh no, because you set it up before the well, pandemic. so it did evolve during the pandemic. I actually set up my website. um It was already in motion. That the
1: Kickstarter had paid for me to do my website and everything else, but I actually mm. launched in February um, 2020. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly, I think that's right. February 2020. I feel like that is right. I'm going to double check that. I think I'm just about to hit two years uh, from the website. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, that will be yeah. right. Um, so timing wise, that's actually just ended up how it happened, but that wasn't planned. It was, I think there was no one answer to that. So, um, Pretty Post started with the box that you've got, um, mm-hmm. and that was an idea that I'd had in the back of my head for, for like years and years. I would say like 15 years. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if you've ever bought one of those terrible boxes. You can get them like, for example, Costco, definitely sell one, which is where I had got one from when I was much younger, which is a box of cards and they're all very, you know, twee and... There's maybe two or three in there that you will give to somebody, and then the other ones are so horrendous that you're like, right? So I've spent thirty pound on this box of cards. I've given two away, and I don't hate anyone enough to give them the others in this box. <laughs> <laughs> so I just get some festers, and then you know you put some other cards in the box sometimes and forget about it, and that was the end of that. So I always wanted to make like the good version of that terrible idea because I think the idea itself was in theory great, but like the way that it's always been action has been awful. So the idea had always been in my head, and I'd always been how to do it, but I had gone many times to do it and it had just, the numbers that I needed were extortionate. So actually prior to doing the Kickstarter, I had applied for um, uh, kickstarting, so uh, mm-hmm. as in funding from the government as opposed to... An actual Kickstarter that yeah. I did myself. So um, I'm not sure if they do that anymore. It was European funding, so who knows if that's a thing that happened happens. Yeah, Brexit. Knows, yeah. <laughs> um, and I had to put together huge business plans. I'd had like a very professional business mentor who did it for free. That you, the, the way that you had to do it, you had to apply, jump through lots of hoops, and it was a really long, very boring process. It was almost the same as approaching a bank to ask for money, but you were asking from this big pot of money as a, as opposed to the bank so right slightly easier to access you didn't need to uh it wasn't a loan that you were gonna have to put on your house or anything for example it was just a loan that you would have to pay back and it was about nine months of me doing that and because I was a single mother uh, well a co-parenting mother when I'm divorced but um they asked me so many questions that they absolutely would have never ever had asked a man and I was so offended by um, the questions they were asking me and the way that they went about it. And it was a process that was supposed to take, I think, three weeks and took six months that I ended up lodging a whole load of complaints. Um, uh, And it was, it was a really unpleasant process. And it was making something that I really loved the idea of. I was asking for a 25,000 pound loan, something that I really was so passionate about. It was taking it away. And I was, you, you know, feeling really down about this thing that I was, so in love with and they did eventually offer me the money and I told them to go fuck themselves um, <laughs> I was so disillusioned with the whole thing I did not want the money from these people who clearly did not believe in my business and I do believe the only reason they were offering it to me the end is because I kicked up such a fuss about the questions they were asking in the process and it was all terrible mm-hmm. that um that they um gave it to me so I said no actually I don't want your money um and my mentor had sort of said oh god like are you sure because you know like they've offered it to you and I was like no I I don't want this um this is not the way that I want to go about my business so I actually then shelved it for about a year because it had really taken it out of me uh but it meant that I spent a lot longer thinking about what it was that I wanted to do um sort of twisting it around a little bit and realizing that it was much more about the cre- you know the creativity for me is is really important so I then launched the kickstarter and so part of it was that I just had obviously was very passionate about this idea mm-hmm. um but it had it then grew so obviously lockdown happened <laughs> <laughs> um, and and um, with the golden letter obviously the last two years have been relatively horrendous and I've uh, done very little wedding work and there has been stuff yeah. but I've actually fallen out of love with it a little bit mostly because I have fall out of love with weddings I think a lot of people have and more than anything I've been doing it six years and I'm very I'm known for a very particular style and it's um people asking for the same thing so it would be like oh I love this one you've made can you make this again and my soul would just die a little bit <laughs> every time <laughs> I'd be like yeah but I can make something else and they'd be like no I want that and I'd be like oh, else so your creativity um, wasn't getting sparked there no. was nothing being sparked there you know every like what twice a year I get a client who's like absolutely go for it and it's wonderful but you know mm-hmm. my bread and butter is can I please have this rose gold and you know pale pink or, or whatever the, the theme was for that you know a few months can I just mm-hmm. have the same thing over and over so pretty post is definitely a place for me to be like right I'm just gonna make these things that I like and hopefully you guys will like them too um and it definitely grew from there um I think it was just a bit of a melting pot of, you know, no weddings, having to concentrate on something else, needing to be creative. fires being, what's the word? Covid stole a lot of my words, so I just have to make actions at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's- She's doing an arm movement. Yeah, like, doing like an waves. Fires and- and- doing waves. I think <laughs> that's what I'm trying to go for there.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. So, I mean, Pretty Post has grown, like. You've got a really good following and an amazing aesthetic to your brand. Like, how did the brand itself develop? Because it's a very different look to the golden letter. It's a very distinct look. And anytime like, a post comes up on my feed, I know it's yours. I know it's Pretty Post because of your pastels and your holographics and stuff like that. So how did that brand kind of develop? Is it just because you love those colours and those things? Or did you want something completely a different? Bad. Like, tell me about it. It actually started off,
1: um, I don't know which version of the box you have, but actually it did start off as a offshoot of um, The Golden Letter. I wasn't going to set it up as a separate business. I was going to keep them under the same umbrella, but actually as as it evolved I realized it was its very own entity Mm. and I wanted it to have a really distinct um look and I'm a very Jekyll and Hyde so in the winter I don't know how about a few other way although I can see you wearing a pink jumper right now so perhaps not I am a goth in the winter right I am all black and gold you obviously can't see me I have blonde hair other than my hair I am like pure goth in the winter and then summer comes around and I'm like this pastel queen and I'll like wear coral and color everything and there's no black to be seen. Um, so I am like this huge split personality where like I'm all like dark and moody at the half the time. And then the rest of the time I'm like this neon, fluffy, like purple, pink explosion. Um, and my house is exactly the same way. <laughs> it's like all lovely love and sophisticated one half and then it's like you know a child's bedroom on the other half um <laughs> so i decided that i was just going to split those brands out and that pretty post was going to be my like teenage
0: unicorn and that <laughs> Wait, i think that's why i'm drawn to it actually yes
1: and then <laughs> the probably was going to stay being my very sophisticated older sister <laughs> yeah i mean there are, there are things that run between them so obviously my calligraphy like is there and but um in terms of branding of my posts and things like that, I think that actually stemmed from um, my golden letter Instagram. So it's exactly the same. I was no, you know, you would know from one of my images instantly that it was one of mine. And I grew a massive following namely for that. And, for me, it was really important that you also knew when you saw one of my photos that you, it was a pretty post photo. And I preach this so much in the stationery sessions. You want someone when scrolling a grid to be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is without yes. having the Or It's really important because we're literally 100% looking 100%. at thousands of images and you just don't want to just someone to just go straight by you. If you have someone, I'm so lucky to have such an amazing following, as in my followers are really engaged. Um, I've really loyal customers. I'm, you know, I am incredibly lucky in that sense. But but I, you, do I don't wonder... believe
0: in luck you've put in hard work right like... you know absolutely
1: the social media, <laughs> you get in you know you get out of it what you put in and it's you know social is such an important word in that like I have you know I've made so many amazing friends from Instagram like you do have to be social and like talk to people and get involved mm. you can't just whack a photo one and disappear and forget about it for the rest of the day unfortunately yeah. how much we'd all love to do that yeah. <laughs> I spend an hour of the day on Instagram and it's part of my job I can't you know my poor child is like mommy get off your phone and I'm like I'm actually working but you're just on Instagram and I'm like yes that is my work child
0: <laughs> it's really hard isn't it it's really hard yeah. to explain <laughs> I,
1: think got it. I mean he's old enough to understand but I think he's just irritated sometimes it's like but you're not writing an email and I'm like yeah well, that's not you know all I do there are other things involved here um <laughs> But yeah for me it's really important that I have a visual brand because I'm on a visual, you know, everything I do is visual and, and it's, you know, I don't want to get like technical with like boring terms, like funnels and blah, blah, blah. But you know, it is very much leading you from like, these are my pictures. This is me. My brand is very much all about me and my personality. I just can't separate the two. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I want someone to be like, I like you, therefore I like your products. Therefore I want to invest in you. And it's
0: about investing in me as a person, as well as what I'm selling. 100% 100, you're a personal brand Mm. like I totally totally agree yeah that's one of the reasons why I wanted to chat to you because you're absolutely nailing that and there's so many people out there that aren't because they don't know they don't realize the importance of being a personal brand and tying up your personality you know your brand identity like with your brand identity and having a really clear aesthetic and a really clear brand so that when you're scrolling they know exactly they know it's you you know there's so many posts like wedding industry is terrible for it you're just you know flicking through pictures and it's like it could be anyone anything any type of supplier what is going to make you stand out so that we know on the scroll oh absolutely yeah yeah it's so important
1: and I I feel like I talk about it and I'm blue in the face sometimes where I'm like you, you know you need to it was just a photo and a caption, and you need to like make sure that people can understand that it's you and get your personality and your brand all in that and I it's not luck. it, it is something that I happen to be a good writer and I happen to take nice photography and those all things have come together and i I'm very lucky that I have found my nation that I do social media well. Mm-hmm. um you know, it wasn't something that I learned. it's something that is just how I am. It's mostly I think I'm very wear my heart on my sleeve, I'm very matter of fact I have no ability to lie or keep anything a secret (laughs) I'm just like you can tell I talk a lot um that is just how I am and there's no physical way that I would be able to separate a brand but it's I see so many one band ladies and men talking about the we and I I just want to shout stop being a we because you are an I um and people are going to appreciate that so much more and I get emails all the time from people being like you know hi thank you I love you know I love this thank you so much you're a small business and I really appreciate that and if you're trying to hide behind this I'm a huge corporation wall Mm. you're not going to have that interaction with your with your customers it's not going to
0: be there people are not going to feel the same way about you no and they connect with you so much quicker if they if you let them get to know you a little bit if you're if you are personal it's the no like and trust factor isn't it they're more likely to buy from you if they know you they like you and they trust you and you can't do that with with the we you know so yeah I totally totally agree um so going back to like your aesthetic and your content how do you find sort of creating your content do you find it really easy now that you've got like a product and you can just sort of like get creative with that is it quite time consuming do you enjoy sort of that side of things like how does that work for you it ebbs and flows um I think <laughs>
1: It's, I see it as a type of creativity in itself so it's mm-hmm. like creating a product and I very much will have to be in the mood so I'll be like oh I want to make a flat day today so I'll just drag everything out and take lots of photos um And I have to be in the mood. If I try and do and I'm not, the photos are terrible. I have to retake them all. Obviously, you have to wait for the right. I'm a natural light photographer as well, so I have to actually wait for the weather to be the right weather. Yeah. I haven't got any lights. I've just got a reflector. So if it's a day like today where it's really, really sunny, or you know, in the midwinter where the sun literally doesn't appear at all, can't (laughs) take any photos. (laughs) Um, I tend to batch on the days that I'm feeling creative as well. So I'll take lots of photos, same props. I'll just sort of move things around. So I've got a bank of photos. Um, and then I don't plan anything in advance. I literally pick a photo, type what I'm feeling that day, whether it's some, like an anecdote or just something about the product. I just let it flow. Um, then I edit up a little bit and off it goes. So there's no, that's unhelpful to people who, (laughs) I guess, want to be a content creator. Um. No, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I just have to be feeling it. I tend to post every day if I can, or I don't post on the weekends anymore, mostly because it's nice to have a little break and switch off. Um, but I am always in stories. Um, I'm always going to be talking rubbish in stories, even if it's just a picture of my walk. Um, and that's because it's a community for me, and I love a little chit-chat. So, um, mm-hmm. well, and that's probably why I'm you've got actually. this
0: engaged community.
1: Mm, absolutely. you're letting them in. and you don't have to let them into everything you know I'm quite uh, I'm respectful of my personal life you know I'm divorced and I have an ex-husband and and that's separate you know I people are aware of that information but I'm not gonna like let them into that part of my life because I don't think that needs to happen you know I have a boyfriend I've never shown photos of him or talk about him very often again that's my private life I don't need to occasionally my face my child's face appears Mm -hmm. um I don't name him. So his name is on the, and if he, I ask him first before sharing a photo, he has full, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that's always sharing photos of my kids and for them to be like, no way. So he that's always amazing. says, can you put that? He's oh, can I, can you put that on Instagram? I mean, I'd be like, yeah, great. Fine. Oh. Um, but for me, you know, otherwise when it comes to running a business, I do like to show you behind the curtain. Like I don't want to pretend that everything is great and wonderful all the time, but I also don't want to be like, Oh, everything's terrible. Cause I'm quite a positive person. Um, and I, I do want to share the honesty of how it works and demystify it because I don't think you know that's that whole gatekeeping and like you know pretending everything is wonderful are two of my least favorite things. Yeah, so. I'm with you. For me, Instagram, it's not so much anymore. But when I first started The Golden Letter, it really was like shiny, happy people. Everything is perfect. Let me show you my perfect existence. And I was like, fuck this. Let me show you what life is really like. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, because it's not. It, it's not mm. the truth, is it? Like, it, it's literally not. And I think people need to know that, especially if you do talk about entrepreneurship. You know, it's fucking hard. Oh, it's, hard it's not work. all, you know, sunshine, rainbows and unicorns. And I think, you know, if there are other aspiring entrepreneurs, like following you, watching you and like aspiring to do what you do. I think it's really important that they know the truth. And, that and I think my the customers appreciate
1: bad. it too. My customers will... Will message me and be like I really love that you're so honest about this you know it really mm. is a thing that we that we talk about a lot you know th- there is the appreciation is like thank you so much for being honest about the fact that you know you are a woman and that you have you know cycles for example yes or, yeah know. and they love that they're like I love that you're telling me this is a bad day of your cycle thank you for making this a real thing and I'm like yeah. oh. I just have to talk about this stuff well you know I love talking about CBD at the moment because it's keeping me sane and everyone's like wow thanks I didn't know anything about this like tell me more and mm. you know I'm not sitting here being like oh, look, I look at my millions of orders everything is perfect sometimes I'm gonna t- you know tell everyone that you know, no one's bought anything today
0: and I'm slightly panicky by the way guys just so you know <laughs> <laughs> but again that honesty it just I think people buy into that even more like yeah. because you're real and therefore, it just connects them better. And I love the fact that you talk about your cycle and all of that sort of thing. <laughs> I think, what did I share this week? I shared that I had, I'd had i had my smear test. Because Wait, I was like, we need to talk about oh it. God, and God, also, here's a reminder. <laughs> smear test is going on my to-do list. Thank you for that reminder. You know I had lots of DMs that came in to say, oh my gosh, thank you. I totally forgot I'd had my letter through. You've just reminded me I need to book it. Great, you know, because it's really important. So I think it's great. You don't have to stick to, like, I mean, I wouldn't do a post about that on my grid because perhaps not so relevant to my business, but stories is where, let's be real. So totally with you. Absolutely. Stories are that
1: little window. And I I sort of refer to it in the social sessions as like really cheap budget reality TV. Like think how much (laughs) we love reality TV. We love watching people. Yeah, like we're nosy. Right? And the stuff that they're watching, like, even like Gogglebox, we're watching people watch TV, guys. It's ridiculous, yeah. (laughs) I I love it. So I'm telling you that your Instagram stories are literally reality TV and people are nosy and they want to know. All this boring stuff, they just do. We're nosy. That is part
0: of being a human being. Exactly. Exactly. So let them in a bit. You know, have your boundaries, set your boundaries, know where they are. But, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Um, Something that I've noticed you do a couple of times on your Instagram is stop motion videos. Which not many people do actually. I mean everyone's obviously on the the wheel the wheels, the reels bandwagon. Um, do you stop mo I've tried stop motion. It takes fucking ages. Like, so I find it really easy. Really? I don't know why I find it really easy.
1: Um everyone's always like, wow, and I'm like this took me 15 minutes. Um, really? Yeah. But I, I have an app that I use for it. I'm not yeah. just like on my on my computer being a magician. I just, I don't know, maybe my brain like understands how to do the little movement better. I'm not sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, I really enjoy, for me, a video is always going to say more than a photo. 100%. Um, and if I can show you how something is unpacked or how something unfolds or like another feature of a product by doing it in a little stop motion, then that's great um I do find them easy to do um I have you know I used to pay for someone to do my stop motions until I tried doing it myself and I was like oh actually it turns out I'm quite good at this um
0: (laughs) shit (laughs) why was I paying someone
1: (laughs) well no I think it was nice because you know her mind like she does like paper props like all sorts of um Alice Loveday is Alice Loveday Alice Loveday I want to say is her name um probably got that wrong Alice sorry um (laughs) terrible with names um and she does amazing things uh, that I would never ever be able to do with stop motion um but she's really encouraging and always saying like I love your stop motion Zoe like you should try doing one like this or try doing one like that so her brain is like a whole oh wicked extent. um but I do think that that especially um just if there are layers to something or if there are more elements to it, I do think that, like, a little video is always going to say more than a than a photo. And they don't t- they don't take me more than about 15, 20 minutes. I literally just take a series of photos, upload them to the app I use, the Memento app, which costs quite a bit of money. I want to say it's, like, £20, the app. Okay. Um, but it's 100% worth it. And then I edit the video in terms of, like, just colour and brightness,
0: whatever, whatever, and it's done. Yeah, that's amazing. I, and I, I do agree. I mean, I am, like video is my thing so totally with you like it catches people's attention like it can say so much more which is why I wanted to bring it up because I like I've noticed you doing them and I'm like I love this like it is a bit different it's going to catch people's eye I mean you know stop motion's been around for ages but not everybody's doing it because they're probably thinking like I did Jesus that takes time I mean I did it once and it took me fucking ages um but now, you, now you're inspiring me to maybe give it a go. <laughs> yeah, definitely try it. I do find them to,
1: I do find, I mean, I don't know whether it's just that it happens to be that my brain enjoys it, but I yeah. don't find them complicated. I think that they definitely can seem a bit scary. Um, mm. But once you get going, you know, you just need
0: to know that you've got to move at a tiny increment at a time. Yeah, I like it because it, it's creative as well. I like seeing people doing slightly different things with their content. I've seen a couple of people recently doing gifts. Um, yeah and I, and it I it. like that as well like it's quite it's quite fun just something different catches the eye catches people's attention because it's not the same as what everyone else is doing so 100% agree I do think
1: um you know the stop motion that they're, they're sort of that it doesn't matter what you do they've just got that like fun little edge to them as well yeah. they seem a bit quirky yeah
0: um yeah there's something nice about that I like it I do like it um so how has Instagram affected your business like is it integral to your marketing strategy like does it pull in the majority of your business do you think like sort of is it a really big part of where you are today so Instagram has changed a lot in the six years that I've been running
1: a business on Instagram if I would say it's unrecognizable my growth for the golden letter was astronomical and it's you know it's a good point I was gaining like 200 followers a day it wow. was Relentless. Uh, this is literally like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was obviously posting a lot more at that point, and what I was doing was new and people hadn't seen it before, but it was such enormous growth. But it has changed in a big way, and that is not something that you will see anymore. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing, there's no way, yeah. unless you're paying for it, that you're going to get followers like that. But I would say that for all my businesses, Instagram is 100% integral in everything I do and for pretty post I do a lot of Facebook and Instagram advertising okay um so obviously those adverts farm out to Facebook and Instagram and I Mm -hmm. I get a huge amount of business via that um where people make their first purchase and then I'm very lucky that I have a lot of repeat customers so it's about acquiring that you know first purchase and how much they spend over a lifetime so My brain has gone a lot into advertising recently when it comes to Instagram. But really, I think um, getting a post that people share and other people are seeing, for me, is always a really great way to you often don't get followers from that but you definitely get people liking it, and then you end up in the explore and then other people share it and it's more like brand awareness than it is 100%. followers and I do think that actually that number is not so important anymore you know to have like 2,000 people who are mega engaged is so much more important than absolutely as followers but not one person who gives a crap about what you're doing
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree because mm. then not as many people are going to see your post anyway. Because it's like three to seven percent of your audience see your post, and you are going to have a low engagement rate. Untrue. I would say it's about zero point five now. <laughs> <laughs> Organically see
1: nothing. Um, but I get far more engagement on pretty Post than I do for the golden letter because it's a very different audience. You know, mm. for the golden letter, it's weddings, and you know, once they've had their wedding, they're not so interested anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So it's about continuously finding new people. Yeah. Whereas for pretty post if you like what you like you will like it forever I hope um mm-hmm. unless you no longer like sparkly unicorn stuff in which case you know no worries
0: We <laughs> <laughs> okay um or if you're seasonal
1: <laughs> if you're like completely seasonal in which case I'll just see you in the summer <laughs> um there's something in there for you if you like the goth side too um but it is definitely a bit more pastel and holographic nowadays um so, for me, I don't think I would ever have been able to do what I do without Instagram. You know, I wouldn't have the stationary sessions without Instagram. that's one hundred percent you know that it goes via mostly word of mouth. Um, I'm really lucky that the people who are on the course shout about it when the doors reopen because they love it so much, and that's again, via Instagram, they share my post that's yeah um and the same with pretty post you know people will post you know what's arrived and people will find that and find me, and it's much more about brand awareness and just being you know seen as opposed to i do not think it's about gathering a customer it's much more about getting a well, I say friend it is like getting a little mate you know Aww. for me i really like love my little
0: um instagram community mm. um I yeah like i love it so what um actually one, one last question before i go into the last these last couple of bits how do you find managing more than one instagram account because Obviously, you have the golden letter. You have pretty post. Do you, do you have an account for stationary sessions? Or yeah. You do. Okay, so how do you find it? Because I have two accounts, and I basically only use one. Stopped using the other one because it's fucking hard.
1: <laughs> uh, Not that is the answer to the question. Okay, I find it you, um, you just can't love two babies the same way. Sorry. I don't only have one child, so I don't know if it's like an <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> My sister tells me it isn't. She's got two. Um, no it's just not um I did for a while manage to do it but when you're in a groove with stories it's so you can't just stop doing stories on one and start doing stories on the other because right, you're like yeah. oh well I'm in, I'm in a groove here like you don't know what happened yesterday because I've been telling it on this account and that mm-hmm. account is no um no the goal that, and you know I don't know if you feel this but you often just feel more love towards more, one business more than the other mm-hmm. um so you just kind of shoving your energy into the one that you love more sorry other business You're my yeah, yeah. child right now uh, no I don't have any good advice on that other than you know don't completely ignore it I do you know go and post things and I put a story on the golden letter today to just be like hi sorry I do love you all it's just I'm not here anymore <laughs> <laughs> um and the stationary sessions sort of just exist as a, like, little catch-all place to be, like, in case someone tags me, it's there. Okay. Um, or if I talk about it, it's, it's more of a funnel than it is an actual functioning page. Yeah. Um No, it's fucking hard. Like, I, I – if I was someone who's scheduled, I think it would probably be fine. But because I'm very impulsive, as we've discussed, for <laughs> me, it's just, like, what do I love today? And what I love today is pretty post, not the golden letter. So, sorry, mate. Yeah and I'm hemorrhaging followers because of it you know I used to have 35,000 followers and I now have like 32,000 followers it's like mm-hmm. tinkering away slowly because I'm not you know people bots blah 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 but
0: I'm not gathering them as quickly as I'm losing them so yeah 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 it is difficult isn't it and and I think if you were trying to put the same like if you were trying to manage both you're not going to have the same amount of energy as if you're only doing absolutely one not. so the growth is going to be slower on both of them isn't it exactly
1: I think I had to decide which one I you know in terms of like which one did I want to grow right now and what was my focus and what did I you know want to be doing and the answer at the time was well I want pretty post to become ideally my main income um mm-hmm. hilariously I thought it was going to be my passive income at one point but it turned out <laughs> actual idiot and that running an e-commerce business is like the most time-consuming thing on the entire planet but I was like well it's all already designed so it will be fine oh my god so if that's something you're thinking um <laughs> no e-commerce business is not my passive income it takes up every minute of my waking life so, but I did have to decide which one did I want to concentrate on, and I made a active decision that Pretty Post was where I wanted to be growing, and I could see that that, you know, has more of a growth potential than the Golden Letter. The Golden Letter will tick over forever, but Pretty post could, you know, be like status yeah. if I wanted it to. You know, I can grow that. That is something that is growable. Whereas the Golden Letter can never grow over a certain amount because it's
0: just me and my computer and some paper, and I yeah. can't. You don't have much time. Anymore. It's time. It's um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's. It, blah, blah. You've only got so much time. It's time reliant. I can't think of the uh, word. Well, yeah, it's exactly that. I can only design x number of
1: invitations per weekday, month, minute. You know, yeah. there's only so much I can do. It's bespoke. It's not. You know that. I think that's where I was thinking. The whole passive income with the golden letter uh, with pretty post is that I've designed it. It's there. Mm. You buy it. I didn't think about the whole. You know, taking it off the shelf, packing it, posting it, blah blah blah. But we'll yeah. <laughs> but you know, with you know, this year I'm going to concentrate on the wholesale. There, it, you know. There is more to come from Pretty Poster, which is something I could never do with the Golden Letter. So I just had to decide that that was where I was going to put my effort
0: in terms of Instagram, and that I'd circle yeah. back around to the Golden Letter eventually. Well, I'm glad that you decided that that's your focus because I really do like it. I think you've got a great brand. Like, obviously, having bought one of your, your products, I'm on your mailing list. I even think that that's great. Like, like the way that you structure your emails and it, it, it's your personality is coming through. So. It's again great. no planning with those i write them as and when <laughs>
1: <You can file laughs> my it literally is just me with a stream of consciousness just being like blah 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 here
0: are some products blah 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 okay love <laughs> you bye <laughs> but they, it works it works so what's the plan for for 2022 if you have a plan but what what are you thinking there is a broad plan um i do
1: uh, wholesale is my plan for pretty post so mm-hmm. i have a of about 200 shops that I will be approaching um, in Amazing. the next few months for wholesale um, which is terrifying it's not something I've never done before that I am in a few shops actually but people that have approached me I've never I've never cold called anybody in my life so mm-hmm. that's that's that focus in terms of like I set financial targets just for me and so I know so I want to double my growth from the, the past year um, that's yep. really important to me and um the stationary sessions I have some ideas in my sleep up my sleeve for that but again I'm so impulsive that I just tend to like mull them over and then I'm like okay great let's go um but I will I will be opening the doors for that again so we sort of get a new cohort I do it every six months so that new cohorts start at the same time as opposed to people trickling in which I think is really important for the community yeah yeah um people set up little friendships and stuff that's really important for me
0: um, So when's your
1: next cohort for that that is gonna be end of March, beginning of April, I think. Exciting. Again, impulsive <laughs> when I decide to open it all. Uh no. It's about every six months ish. Um, yeah. I just need to get my organising brain on that. It takes quite a lot of um takes a lot out of me to organise that.
0: Yeah, so I can imagine. Again, every six months is about as much as I can do on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, with everything else that you're doing as well, that, you know. Well, I don't like spare time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love lying on the sofa and watching Netflix. It's my
0: favourite hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so this is a question that I ask every single one of the guests that come on the podcast to finish up. What is entrepreneurship to you?
1: I think it's being able to do something that you love. Um, most importantly that for me, I actually was um doing something that you love and uh having the balls to to uh invest some money and some time into it mm-hmm. um I was talking to a friend yesterday about my dad actually and how he'd had many career changes in his life and blah 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 and he had done this and he done that and I was like he's quite an entrepreneur and I was like oh, I take after my dad <laughs> I don't know why there was such a realization for me um but I think Talking about what was with him is, you know, you have passions in life, and you can have more than one passion. Hundred percent. And and for me, entrepreneurship is monetizing your passion. Yes. (laughs) Which, by the way, you don't have to do. It's really important to keep some of your passions without monetizing it. Otherwise, you turn out like me, where you have no hobbies other than watching Netflix anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's what it is. You know, wanting to wanting to earn your own living, not work for another person, and make money doing what you love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today. It's been so interesting. I'm like, you're so on the same wavelength as me. So I know that my audience are going to absolutely love this episode. Um, it's been really exciting to see your growth. Guys, if you don't already follow Zoe, then make sure you do mainly over at Pretty Post, but also over at The Golden Letter. But as we all know, she's she's mainly over at Pretty Post. Um, I will link everything in the show notes um, for you guys so you can check out all the things that we mentioned today and Zoe thank you so much this has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you you're so welcome thanks so much for having me as always I loved bringing you inspiring stories juicy gems of wisdom and some positivity into your week to give you the right mindset if you haven't already then make sure you join our mailing list to be in the know of everything entrepreneur related i've popped a link in the show notes for you and i promise you'll be pleased with the girl chat tips and knowledge in your inbox every monday you can also grab our insta bio workbook to make sure that you're making the right first impressions on instagram and trust me guys those are key So that is in the show notes for you. It's a freebie. Go grab it, my friends. As always, do hit follow on the podcast if you haven't already. And we would absolutely love a review if you've enjoyed listening. Those five-star reviews really help the podcast grow. And it means the absolute world. And also means that we can keep doing what we're doing. Come say hey on Instagram. I love to do daily stories there with loads of behind the scenes. You can catch me there at bluebird underscore creative. So thanks for listening, guys. Until the next one, have a good one.